Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Stuff I Heard podcast. I am your host, Joshua Peak, and I'd like to talk a little bit about the new What If. Okay, it's on Marvel. It's uh, Marvel Universe, Disney Plus. Pretty interesting. Um, so we've been watching this now. It's over the half the episodes are out. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, it is the broken timeline from Loki. Loki came out on Disney Plus and they showed him meeting uh, what we call Kang the Conqueror, which is also um, not exactly accurate. But he was a version of Kang that basically controlled a sacred timeline, one timeline. And was basically pruning all of the other timelines that could arise because he was ultimately afraid of the fact that he could have more than one of him existing. And he talks about a timeline in which he discovered the multiverse and interacted with the different versions of himself and became supremely powerful to the point that he battled himself from different universes for control and power and all this other stuff. Cause that's the thing is whenever you get power, you want more power a lot of times because people are greedy or some people are anyway, let's just say there's a million, million, million versions of you. There's probably some of you that are villains Good guys, bad guys, um, purple dinosaurs, native candy, whatever. All kinds of craziness. So in that show, he was protecting this one sacred timeline and pruning the rest using the TVA to do that. And things run amok because basically Loki and Sylvie together make a decision that it's time to break the timeline, the quote unquote sacred timeline. And in doing that, now we have a multiverse of craziness going on. And this is going to open itself up into many different versions of the Marvel Universe. And we're seeing it right now in the cartoon show called What If. I really like What If. I really like it. Now, the latest episode has Ultron. And the Watcher is our narrator. Jeffrey Wright is the Watcher. And... He says, with all things being equal and everything that we know from our story we followed so far, what would have happened if Ultron succeeded? And by that, it means that basically Ultron defeats all of the Avengers. And in doing so, when Thanos shows up, Ultron has the Mind Stone and basically cuts Thanos in half. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> cuts Thanos in half and takes the five Infinity Stones or six, whatever it is, five or six, takes the Infinity Stones, realizes the power that it has and goes, oh, now I can really create peace. The idea that Tony Stark made him to protect people and to create peace ultimately backfired because the programming went running amok and decided that people were the biggest problem of peace because they were ultimately flawed and they were ultimately going to keep causing things to happen that were going to damage themselves and hurt themselves. So he did the quick math and said, okay, let's just eliminate all of the people, all of the living beings that could cause problems, and then we'll have peace. Crazy, okay? Now, the show, holy crap, is amazing, but... <clears throat> there isn't there. 
there's a moment watching it where you go, oh yeah, like this is the Terminator's warning. This is what we learned when we watched Terminator years ago. Skynet takes over and realizes that people are the problem. They got to get rid of people. The Matrix is coming up, okay? Matrix 4, where Neo gets rebooted again. And now he's older. And now he has a different understanding of what's going on. Or does he? I can't wait for it to come out. It's going to be so exciting. Um, But we're watching What If, and Ultron becomes all-powerful and all-knowledgeable and goes around and basically destroys every person and every being in every known quadrant of the universe that is there until he's all by himself. And when he's all by himself, it's really quiet. And the watcher is sort of narrating. Okay. And then Ultron is aware of the watcher and basically says, who are you? Where are you? And, and goes in search of him because he realizes, Oh, here's another being that I have to take care of and finds the watcher. <laughs> That's the crazy part is the watcher is supposed to be sworn. Like every episode, he talks about how I can't interfere. I can't be part of this. I can't help. I'm just supposed to watch. I've taken an oath. I've taken an oath to who, who did you take this oath to? Like, we don't know much about the watcher right now, except for the fact that supposedly he's really powerful and supposedly he's watching everything all the time and supposed to know all of the known timelines and, and is aware of all of it for what, for what purpose, like what is going on? So, we see him do this and interact with Ultron and Ultron at a certain point goes, Hey, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to find you. And he does. And then he goes to battle him and he's like, Oh, from here I can see everything. Like somehow he gets into this little realm. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but this little realm that the watcher is hanging out in and they go to battle him. And we've not seen the watcher do anything other than look, and a slight interaction with Dr. Strange in that episode. What an episode. And so they battle. They really battle. Um, It's amazing. The the show is, the show breaks every realm of of thought of what-if scenarios that you could have. It's basically, um, it's basically like taking a bunch of, you know, nine-year-olds and going cool write me a story and make it as crazy as possible and they went how about this that sounds brilliant and they did that um i don't know if that's probably not the way it happened but still you get the point it's very creative it's very interesting it's very outside the box thinking and i hope that people watching it will appreciate it for what it is it is really fascinating um so I'm talking about it because I'm spoiling it and I hope nobody's pissed off because they're like, I was going to wait and watch that later. Okay. I'm going to put it in the title. So don't watch this episode or don't listen to this episode if you don't want to listen to it or talk about it, but I am. So there. So he, the watcher and Ultron battle each other. And at a certain point, the watcher has to flee because he can't, he can't defeat Ultron. Now, that was one of the things that Treadaway and I talked about on the podcast before in Loki was that Kang it was actually a version of Kang or the or Kang himself, Kang your Hunker, was actually terrified of Ultron. And I'm guessing it's for this reason. Because right now, nothing can stop Ultron. Nothing. Nothing. Not even different universes or different timelines. He's able to bounce around different timelines and different multiverses and eradicate everything that's there. It's 
awesome <laughs> and terrifying and awful and beautiful and brilliant and crazy. There's all kinds of cool cinematics in this that, I mean, thank God they did it with a cartoon because I don't think you could afford to do this as a regular movie. During battles with the Watcher, they're literally punching themselves into other universes. What? <laughs> it is crazy cool. Crazy cool. Okay. This is, this is the what if that I was hoping to see. This is the what if that I was like, OMG, this is awesome. Now, I didn't get to watch it Wednesday. These things come out on Wednesdays. And this is, I think, episode six of, of 10, I'm guessing, because they had number five and they said, oh, it's the midway point. So I'm guessing 10. This is number six. And wow. Because <laughs> the end of the episode didn't end like all the other ones. The end of the episode left us with the Watcher trying to flee Ultron because he was getting his butt kicked and, and almost dying. And the Watcher seeks solace with Strange. In the episode where Doctor Strange is split in two by the Elder and one version of him goes down a bad path and ends up destroying his own universe and he's left alone, that's the one that the Watcher ran to. And he basically has to go to him and say, I need your help. Like, I can't. I can't do this alone. I need your help. Very cool. Very cool. Um, there is an internet meme going around about why does Tony Stark die in every single one of these versions? Can he live in one of them? <laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose or if it's just a side effect of the show, but they literally kills Tony Stark off in every single one of these multiverses. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> we love you, Iron Man. Our hands. <laughs> Anyway, um, love it. I also want to talk about, I mentioned this last episode, but Visions is also on Disney+. Plus. Visions is little short uh, 14 to 17 minute long cartoons, um, Star Wars related, Jedi and Sith related, sort of, except for one episode. Um, but it has nothing to do with any of the characters we've met so far. This is side stories. It says... No timeline to consider, no plot points to consider of where it fits in, where doesn't matter, does not matter. So I heard a long time ago, this is stuff I heard podcasts. I heard a long time ago that George Lucas was inspired by this Kurosawa film of Japanese uh, samurai and the sword fighting and the good versus evil and the betrayal and the overcoming of obstacles and redemption and all this stuff. And was it was very instrumental in his thought process in creating Star Wars originally. Said, what if we had Kurosawa films in outer space, basically? And I don't know if he pitched it that way, but man, I've never seen a Kurosawa film. I'm assuming they're like every other Japanese inspired samurai movie where it's really really cool lots of great special effects lots of honor and duty and and you know throwing stars and stuff like that um but episode one okay you got to watch this because i'm going to spoil this too episode one is called ronin or no it's called the duel but it's about a ronin basically a ronin is a samurai without a master um, a swordsman without a master. 
And there's an awesome duel between two Sith. One Sith is is definitely bad. The other Sith is the Ronin. The other Sith is like, he has a red blade, two red blades actually, Ronin style, one long, one short. And there is an amazing battle between the two of them that takes place for most of the episode. And it's beautiful. Like the whole episode is, it's shot, it, it's, it's, a, it's a cartoon, but it's done in a way that's, it, it's almost like graphic novelist, the way it's looking. And it's very artistic and defining where the characters are mostly black and white, but the sabers are definitely red. Um, color is used very sparingly. And when it is used, it's used to show you something important. And it is beautiful. And the fight is incredible. And I liked everything about it. Second episode, not so much. Second episode was stupid, in my opinion. Rock and roll band, Padawan, falls, turns his lightsaber into a microphone. Uh, there's a tiny hut who plays drums for the band, and the band's supposed to be this thing. And they get taken in front of Jabba the Hutt, and Jabba's going to kill him. But they convince Jabba to let them play one more song. It's stupid. The second one's stupid. I'm sorry. If you like that episode, you may not be stupid, but that's a stupid episode. All right. Then it goes on to uh, twins. Interesting battle. Two twins, very force strong. Um, very interesting. I was bored during the first half, then it really took, then it really picked up. Um, my favorite episodes, though, the ones that I love is The Duel. Okay. There's one called Elder, it's an old man who is uh, held up in the, the hills and he's pursued by a Jedi master and his Padawan. And the elder is really, really, really powerful. And there is a really cool duel between him and the other two. And uh, there's little lessons in it. I mean, the, the Jedi master has, has a few lessons in it that he tells the young guy basically that I'm not better than him. I'm just younger than him. Like if he was in his prime, he would have killed me right then. And the only reason I defeated him is because he's older. He's lost a little bit of something. And he said, but right now you're young and you're not strong enough, but I'm getting weaker by the day. And one day you'll be stronger than I am. Sort of the circle of life type thing. I thought that was very good. Um, there's an episode where there's this amazing um, story. There's like a girl that's like part rabbit. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the name of the episode, but she looks like a, like a humanoid character with rabbit features, you know, rat long floppy ears. And uh, anyway, so this guy takes in this rabbit girl thing and has a daughter and He's like the leader of his village and the empire moves in and he battles the, he battles the empire and finds out that his daughter has double crossed him. And the rabbit girl grows up, you know, they, they grow up and are adults. And at a certain point she becomes force using and has a lightsaber and battles. And it really, the episode is really cool. I like that one a lot. Uh, I also like the ninth Jedi. Um, there's one called the ninth Jedi and it's a group where this young girl is meeting and she's supposed to um, go to a, a, a saber Smith, they call it someone who designs lightsabers. 
And he's supposed to be doing it where the Empire doesn't want him to do it and giving him to Jedi. And then he gives them to his daughter, tells her, take these to the Jedi so that they can battle. When he goes, come to find out, all of them are Sith except for like two. <laughs> so there's an awesome battle and the daughter is wielding a lightsaber. Now, there's a cool element in this. When she first pulls out the lightsaber and opens it up, the blade has no color, not a dark saber, but zero color. It's translucent. And he tells her, his, the, the dad tells her, you know, this is a special kind and it will change colors depending upon who uses it. And when you're, when your power grows, like he's already telling her, you have the force. When your power grows, you'll be able to, to change the color yourself or something like that. Some, some, anyway, really cool battle scenes, really cool sequence of events to where she becomes the ninth Jedi. Very cool episode. Um, there's also an interesting episode where a robot becomes a Jedi. Now, most of the episode, I thought, what am I, what, what's going on? And also, how can a robot become a Jedi? I mean, Grievous can become a Sith, but is can a, can a robot become a Jedi? Anyway, this one does. And there's a really cool fight scene between him and an Inquisitor towards the end. Very cool. So if you're a Star Wars fan, and I just ruined all of those for you, I'm sorry. But also go watch them because they're done really well. And I hope they make more of them because it was really fun to watch. I mean, the episodes aren't long. It doesn't take long to go through. But I think you're going to enjoy them. So check them out. Um, I don't know what's going on right now, but my phone is is making noises. Oh, my wife is my wife is texting me. She's like, "Hey, honey, how are you? How's your day?" She doesn't know I got off work work early today. I went in super early and got off early. <sighs> but I figured I needed to do this. Yesterday was National Podcast Day, and I totally missed out on doing a podcast. I was going to do one on Wednesday, but time ran out. I just got busy doing other things. Um, I've had more continued success with Gorilla Grills with their customer service. I sent their customer service a video of some rust on my cabinet doors and just said, hey, is this normal? I just sent it to their customer service. And within 30 minutes, I was actually doing a podcast when they replied. Within 30 minutes of me doing that, they they texted me or emailed me right back and said, we've shipped two doors to you. Thank you for choosing us. And I was like, you guys, you guys are the best. Aw. So thank you, Gorilla Grills. Appreciate that. Um, what else? Oh, has anybody seen the movie Kate on Netflix? It's uh, sort of John Wick meets Frantic. Anybody remember Frantic? It was a movie a long time ago with... Harrison Ford, where he gets poisoned. And I think he only has like, I think it's like 24 or 48 hours to live and he has to figure out who's killing him, who's killed him. He just is supposed to figure it out. Like, like, I, don't even, I don't remember how it goes. I just remember he had like a timeline and he was, he was poisoned and he was going to die within a certain time and he had to constantly just suffer as he's uncovering who killed him. This is that, but she's a total badass like John Wick is. Uh, matter of fact, if there was a possible way to keep a head count of how many people she killed in this, it would rival John Wick. Like, if you like John Wick, you would really like Kate. Um, 
Woody Harrelson's in it. Not a character I thought I'd see him play. You don't really see him act that much until the very end. There's really good scenes with him at the end. Um, whoever the young lady is that's playing Kate, I should look it up, but it's not somebody I know or off the top of my head. She's amazing. The battle sequences are amazing. The way they filmed some of the fight sequences is amazing. The way the camera moves around and is flipped around and keeps everything in focus and, and is supposed to show you how the person is disoriented in the process is amazing. But to give you a quick idea of what the show is about, she is an assassin um, and someone makes a decision that she needs to die because she knows information about, about one of the kills that she has. And they're afraid that if she were to tell somebody that it would ruin their plans. So she goes to the hospital because she all of a sudden feels terrible. Like she's having a normal day doing her normal, you know, uh, hired killer thing. And then all of a sudden she's extremely sick. She goes to the hospital and finds out that she's been injected with some kind of plutonium 204 thing, which I don't know what that is, but sounds really bad when they say it over and over again. Um, which is basically it's giving her radiation poisoning and she's boiling from the inside and is going to die within 24 hours. Like they tell her, you might have 24 hours. And the doctor's like, we can try to make you comfortable. And she's like, nope. <laughs> she's like, nope. I'm going to find out who did this. And so she goes on a rampage killing spree in Japan. Um, there is a lot of Japanese. There is, there is subtitles to read. Um, with one eye, I'm having to pause it and go back and read it or rewind it and read it. But very cool episode or very cool show. It's only like uh, the movie's like an hour and 30 minutes, but it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up and uh, reply to the text messages because my wife is probably like, I hope he's okay. It's hot out there all of a sudden. It was hot. It was cold this morning and it got warm. Welcome to South Carolina in the fall. Yay. So anyway, today is October 1st. Halloween is less than uh, 30 days away or exactly 30 days away. Um, give me an idea for Halloween costumes. We got some friends that are, they like to throw Halloween parties and I'm terrible at Halloween. I am really terrible at Halloween. I don't dress up well, um, but I need to come up with something simple that me and my wife can do that, that, you know, shows that we care and we're trying and, but also that I'm not super hot and uncomfortable because I know some of these costumes can get really crazy, but what are you for Halloween? What would you, what would you recommend being for Halloween? Is there a couple's costume that sounds kind of cool? Last year we, we, they had this Halloween party and we dressed up as, uh, I was the big bad wolf. And my wife was the little red riding hood. I know. Oh, how cute. She was cute. Um, but I, uh, I had just gotten injured, so I had a, I had a patch on my eye, which was funny. <laughs> Did I wear the patch? I may have taken the patch off just before the party. Anyway, yeah, so Little Red Riding Hood. Mm. I love you, baby. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, let me know if you want to be on the podcast. I am slowing down at work. I'm going to have a little more time to interact and do some things. Hopefully. Um, it seems that way right now. Uh, so yeah, let me know if you want to do something. And, uh, as always, I'll end this by saying cue the cow. Moo baby. <laughs>